0: Jeff.
1: Hello, Soraya. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing all right. What's going
1: on? Oh, not too much, except for the second time this summer, my AC went out. So I'm burning up here in triple digits.
0: That stinks. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it does. It does. But my my AC guy is supposed to be here in the morning. But for now, I'm going to be melting.
0: (laughs) Well, lots of ice water and ice cream and... Thoughts of cold places? I don't know. Does that work?
1: Yeah, that works. That works. Hey, Sarah, do you remember when we did the episode on Rainy Day? Yes. Yeah, and that was pretty cool because we had people from different projects getting together to collaborate and do something new and different from the projects that they were already working on. Right. So today we're gonna do something like that again because we're gonna have Matt Piucci from Rain Parade and Tim Lee from a number of other bands. But at the time, the Windbreakers, they got together, as you know, and did a project called Gone Fishing and did an album called Can't Get Lost When You're Going Nowhere. We talked to Matt a little bit about that when we had him on the first time, but uh, we're gonna have both of those guys on here in a bit and um, learn some more about that project. It's an album that I really like a lot.
0: And apparently it's one of these albums that, fans and collectors they have a hard time getting their hands on so uh i'm really excited that we're gonna have them on and just talk about it a little more we've heard bits and pieces here and there different stories from different people so i'm looking forward to it let's hop into it okay Let's (laughs)
1: let's go
0: fishing let's go fishing hi this is Soraya.
1: and this is jeff
0: our podcast is called Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme,
1: a podcast where the two of us play music that we like and share anecdotes and background about the tunes.
0: We hope you'll join our conversation. And without further ado, let's get
1: groovy. Is this thing going? <laughs> it is. Hey, Tim, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you? We were trying to guess who Sunny Boy was. So we were it was
2: oh that's my dog
1: oh all right all right
2: that's a good name so So we're
1: still waiting for matt to join in
2: oh well you know he's gonna have to figure it out yeah (laughs) (laughs) it took it took me a while i I barely figured it out i thought i was gonna have to call my wife
0: (laughs) you did it though we're so happy to have you i'm
1: glad to be here yeah we're excited this is an album that i've loved for a long long time so i'm anxious to get into it and find some more about it we talked to matt a little bit about it um when we had him on but we didn't get that deep into it because we knew that one day we were we would hope to get to get both of the key players involved right.
2: well it's not yeah it, i think it's not a problem to get the two of us anywhere if you can make it happen
3: yeah right yeah <laughs> yeah
0: we have a a feeling between the two of you there are lots of stories and anecdotes and just uh there's a lot of musical talk so we're we're ready for it
2: cool well i pulled out my copy of the album so i could remember the credits
1: (laughs) i got my copy right here too oh sweet my copy's got some chicken scratch on it but yeah nice
2: (laughs) i don't recognize any of that
1: I'm curious, a, how many copies of Gone Fishin' there are signed by you and Matt?
2: Gosh, I'd say maybe two, <laughs> if that many. Really? I, uh, that's, I can't imagine there are that many of them. I doubt I've signed more than a few in my entire life. But um, So, yeah, that's super rare. That could be
1: worth, you know, dozens of cents. <laughs> <laughs> Twice as much as it was worth otherwise, right? That's right, which was singles of sense <laughs>
0: <laughs> but i will tell you this uh as jeff and i were researching it's an album that that fans look for and want and it, it's hard to find and uh so uh yeah
2: that's all pretty nice it's nice i mean and it you know i mean i guess we can save this but it, it really was a really fun record to make and you know because it's just these two dudes that see each other every six months or something at the time you know got together for the better part of a month and um you know somebody let them make a record
0: see i like that you know (laughs) i like that they let them make a record just whatever they want all
2: right here
1: we got there's some
2: pretty funny stuff about that we'll say all right all
0: right
1: (laughs) and we here's matt coming in hi jeff Hey, Matt, how are you? Soraya and Tim are on. I can't see Timmy. He's he's not <laughs> showing himself.
2: Hi there, I, wait, I'm not sure how this works. I, collect, I, I see one person at a time, and I know there's probably a better way to do it, but. Um, probably at the
4: top. Wait,
3: wait, wait no.
4: At the top right, oh, yeah. in a, a jo- where it says gallery view, you could probably change that to some other form. Oh, I, I still can't see you.
3: Yeah,
2: well, let's see. Yeah, it's, um, for me, it's just showing like some weird blob, and for Matt, it's showing some weird blob. Well, that's probably Imagine correct.
1: That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I might oh. have to call it. Oh, I will see Matt now. Matt, Matt's front row at some concert. Well, I forgot I, I did for that. I, I <laughs> totally forgot
4: I did that the last time I did Zoom. So that's um, yeah. that's actually very. A propos, as they say. Cheers.
3: This yeah. Just water. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Salute. <laughs> All right. Well, Soraya, here we are, episode number eighty-eight, and we're talking about. Oh, we should 18.
4: skip that, man. That's a bad number, isn't it? <laughs> no. no. Wait. No,
0: it, it's not for in for the Chinese. It's a lucky number eight. Oh,
1: that's it's true. It's not. Okay. It's not number forty-five. It's not. So. It's not high. <laughs> <Heil>, it's not <laughs> Heil Hitler. So. Yeah.
0: Stop it's, it.
1: All right, all right. But the album came out in nineteen eighty six. Is eighty-six a good number? Sure. It's a good year cool. for me.
2: So the album Yeah, 86.
1: yeah. I got married. So on Restless Records, the two of you guys got together and made this album, Gone Fishing, an album that I really like a lot. We wanted to go through the album track by track, but we had some questions about how this even happened in the first place. But my, my first question was I know you guys did Glory, where Rain Parade joined the Windbreakers, and you guys recorded that, and that came out on the Windbreakers album. Did that happen before or after Gone Fishing? Before. Or was that? Before. Before? Oh, before. Yeah. Okay. So um, we had a question about that because we learned from Eddie that there was an incident where Eddie did a backflip into a lake, and there, <laughs> there may have been some creatures. <laughs> now it's creatures, a backflip.
4: <laughs> Ask him next year it'll be like a, 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 a triple triple game yeah <laughs> <I'm> sorry, so, <laughs> yeah.
1: so Tim, you probably know more about this lake than anybody. Do you remember this event happening, and is there anything you could tell us about from your point of view
2: well, yeah the um you know the way Matt and I met originally was the, is my wife, Susan, and I were booking bands at this. Little dive bar in Jackson, and we we brought in the rain parade, and they stayed with us for a couple of days, and then they ended up coming back to town, and because this this kid whose dad on this bar out on this dock it was called the dock, that was on the Ross Barnett Reservoir, named after the famous racist uh, governor, um, and uh, and the they played their you know, the rain parade played a set, and then Bobby and I played a set with them and then um eddie just you know turned around and went into the drink <laughs> you know and then the ross barnett reservoir is known for like gigantic catfish like 200 pound catfish and wow. stuff
3: yeah wow so,
4: i do yeah. remember the jumping off the dock for sure i don't remember a <laughs> yeah. backflip
2: so yeah, <laughs> I don't think there was a backflip involved. But
4: that's okay. We we don't mind it. Filigree. Uh,
1: are there gators in that reservoir? I wouldn't imagine there would be gators in there. <laughs> yeah, they're are
2: on the like the rivers. They're they're like tributaries off of there. Yeah, there there people live on those, and there are stories of gators going on people's yards all the time. Wow, wow. Jacksonville, Mississippi is a pretty swampy area. It's pretty close to it's pretty pretty far south.
1: Okay, yeah. So for our listeners who. Don't know. So we've had Matt on before, so our listeners are familiar with Matt. Tim, you're, are you originally from Mississippi? Yeah,
2: I grew up in various parts of Mississippi.
1: But since then, you've relocated out of the state, correct?
2: Yeah, I, I live in Knoxville, Tennessee now, but I've lived several places in between.
1: Excellent, excellent. So Gone Fishing, how did the idea to make this album come about? Whose idea was this?
2: It's a good question I honestly don't remember this part I'm sure we just talked on the phone several times and I don't know what do you think Matt
4: well I know how it happened I was just waiting for you to say And by the way I just noticed that this picture behind me includes I'm right there in the middle yes is. yes I swear to god I didn't do this on purpose unless
3: wow. like,
4: <laughs> as I recall uh one of my first dates, if you will, with my future and present wife. Uh, we were driving down to Mexico, and Tim had sent me some songs. And of course, they were fabulous. And I asked him if he would pity me and allow me to play on them. And he said yes. <laughs> so, uh, Sorry, I, like that. I don't know. It was inspired by Miles Davis. And Bill, Bill Hine had always been nice. Uh, I slash we talked them into letting us do this. So then we did it. So we got a bunch of money to do it, more than we deserved. And uh, it happened. It was a blast. So, I went down there and they, they put me on their couch for what, like a month? It was. That was the better part of a month for sure. Uh, yeah. They were very, very nice. Um, it was a blast. That's what happened. I don't know if that's like how it started, but that's what I thought. There's that one song, that song, Something Happened, which is uh, amazing. Last one with the sax on it. There's two something. Oh, something better. There's two something's in a row. <laughs> that song, and the sax yeah. was already on it when I heard it. And I was like, "Holy shit, that is amazing!" So then I got to play it because Tim felt sorry for me. I got funny <laughs> for us to mess
1: around. And he was nice about it. So how did Restless get involved with it? They were the ones who gave us the money. <laughs> how did they learn about that? This was happening. Oh, I asked. To- yeah this was all
4: Matt. that was because we they they heard the glory stuff and you know shit stuff started to bubble under and you know that this is was it after terminal yeah of course it was um yeah yeah oh shit we'd already done um have we done crashing dream yet no i don't think so that was like february of 85 is that about right mr uh february
2: of 86 according i don't know wait, maybe Correct. it was 85 i'm looking at that title the album cover here it's 86 according to the album cover.
4: so we already had done stuff and i guess we were already on island so they i don't know who knows why they did it but they did and it was great they never made their money back to poor people they did it, so. <laughs> uh, and we even asked yeah, them for more imagine. when i was down there i remember that conversation
2: yeah the best part was when you uh you kept calling them from the studio, promising that we had spent all the money and that the studio was holding the tapes hostage until they sent more money.
4: <laughs> That's I read That's Miles, Miles, Miles Davis, favorite. you know, kind of <laughs> yeah. inspired to <Just> keep plugging.
1: <laughs> That's great. I love that. So, okay. So, my question so it sounds like, Matt, that you heard um, a, f- a few pieces. Did you guys have songs? that you brought to the table or did you develop them once you got together and you're in Mississippi?
2: Yes. <laughs> so
1: a little bit of, a little bit of both, right?
2: Yeah, definitely a little bit of both. Yeah. Cause I mean, there were some things that were just kind of pieces that one or the other would have. And we would just, and half the time we would just start recording before we had like a complete song or anything, you know? And so it was, uh, but I had a couple. Matt had a couple. And uh, then, like I
4: say, some of them just kind of got made up on the spot. Yeah, I was terrified by that approach, to be honest with you. But Tim insisted it would be OK. So I believed him.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, Matt's definitely more meticulous than I am. But I think you definitely managed
4: to get over that while you were here or there. And you have like there. 40 times as much stuff as I do. So there there you go. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that was, uh, well, you can probably tell which ones are recorded and which, I guess we're going to get into it, so there you go. Uh, yeah. But it would, it would certainly wouldn't happen if Susan hadn't agreed to put up with us. The <laughs> thing, thing you got to know about Tim and Susan, and this is the way stuff worked then everywhere, and Tim and Susan were like shining examples thereof, but the sort of nexus between uh, college radio and little clubs and cheap gas and independent record labels people could go places and if you have to drive through mississippi why not stop and play because there's this guy there or some people there a couple there who does this thing and so that's how we met them we would have never met him unless they were making it happen there and pat thomas did that in uh, rochester and that's enough examples but of course tons of others so every that everybody that's why tim knows everybody
1: so <laughs> It sounds like that's a good way to develop a community and develop a friendship with people throughout the country.
2: Well, yeah, but also Jacksonville was really kind of nowhere, you know, and like we wanted to go see, like I'd seen the rain parade play before, but it was in Atlanta, you know? And, um, so for us to go see shows, we had to go to some other city. And so a friend of ours had discovered this tiny little dive bar called WC Don's, which stood for, we couldn't decide on a name. (laughs) (laughs) And um, it went through a couple of owners really quick, but then this, this old dude, I mean like, like really old guy took it over and we just went to him and said, Hey, if we book these bands and charge $3 at the door and you sell beer, is that cool? And he was like, yeah. So that we would, you know, borrow a PA system from a friend and, put on these shows and, you know, sixty, seventy people would come out and the bands would get paid something. And uh it was it was cool because, you know, we did want that kind of community in our neighborhood and it just, you know, probably would have been another five years before it happened otherwise.
4: <laughs> I mean it's a state capital, but I must admit, when first driving through uh or into <laughs> I, I forgot what day it was and I, uh, okay this is the only one i can think that's smaller is jefferson city missouri that I've been <laughs> to. Just, yeah it, i mean it's not it's like this little town very yeah like jackson didn't have college radio
2: or anything like that so there, there wasn't a there wasn't a reference point other than you know we had the cool record store where the cool people worked that could tell you about this stuff but other than that you know I had to learn about stuff by, you know, subscribing to fanzines and stuff and, you know, reading New York Rocker or something like that to find out what was going on elsewhere.
0: Right, right. I think that's what makes it even more impressive is that, you know, there wasn't necessarily something feeding into it other than interest from, from others. I think that, that's what's cooler about that story.
2: Oh, thanks. That's what it's all about. Yeah,
1: I wanted to ask about the production. So on the album, it's listed as produced by ELP Productions. <laughs> I love that. So it's a playoff of Emerson Lake and Palmer, I would imagine. But it's the YouTube plus Randy Everett. I don't know too much about Randy. Can you tell us about Randy? Yeah, Randy,
2: is a. Um, he was the engineer at the Terminal Studio there in Jackson. He eventually went on to own it and I think has sold it in the last couple of years. But um he's uh an interesting character he's like this amazing jazz guitarist who got into recording and was a longtime friend and so he was you know it was perfect we were able to work out like you know super cheap recording rates and and basically camp out in that studio for a month and um but Randy Simpson you know he's he's done some things um like some gospel things that have won Grammys and stuff wow he's yeah. But he's also a great visual artist, so he's just like an all-around cat,
4: you know? He's kind of got a Jim Hill sort of vibe, personally, too. In order to be able yeah. to, like, captain the ship when, you know, the seas are stormy and the torpedoes are coming at you, just... <laughs> and Tim don't know what the hell we're doing, and I don't know. I'm sure Tim was nicer than I was, uh, Well, that's because that's generally true. So, but he was very, very chill. And uh, although I don't remember a whole lot of pressure, it was, it was pretty fun, top to bottom. So, oh, it
2: totally was. That was
4: kind of the idea that we embraced as a theme, as as far as I know.
2: Yeah, and it's funny looking at. I just pulled out the album, so I would have the credits in front of me if I needed them. And the the photos on the back are hilarious. I haven't looked at those in forever, but like just
4: they're mostly pictures of you and me and Randy. Right. Well, and yeah, you know. I can just say that. I had met my wife, but didn't. We weren't really a thing yet. So, I mean, if, if that was a little later, she would have never let me get away with the <laughs> album cover, <laughs> which is hideous. But hey, "Endless yeah. Summer" is a terrible cover, but it's good. There's good stuff in there. Oh, it really is. So yeah. We're right up there with so right up there with those guys, Jamie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like uh, you enjoyed working with Randy as well, Matt. Sure. It was great. I mean, the
4: whole thing, I, 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 well, I'm going to say it was the first day just cause I'm going to, so we're driving to the studio and Tim's like, let's get some beer. Okay. in a very casual Tim way. And, uh, he, he drives into like a, a we used to call milk places, right? It was like a drive through gas station, but it, you know, you drive up and it's like an open gas uh, service station almost except there's, Beer there. I'm like, okay. He goes, <laughs> hand me those cups. I'm like, what? And he gives them to the guy, and the guy fills them, and he gives them back <laughs> to us, and we drive off. <laughs> so
1: there you go. Open containers of yeah. alcohol.
2: Yeah, there there was no open container law in Mississippi at that time. Wow. It was totally cool. Was
1: totally, I'm like we can do this. It was totally like, legal to like, okay. drink and drive.
2: <laughs> yeah, as long as your blood level content was below point. 12 or something you could drink and drive all you
4: wanted wow (laughs) really (laughs) wait the government can tell you not (laughs) to drink and drive that's that's fashion no because there was no there there
2: was no open container law it's great (laughs) it's like it made perfect sense it's very it's very it's very civilized
1: All right, that story might help to uh, explain some of these songs coming up, then. (laughs) I'm sorry, oops. (laughs) So thank you. I think we just told him everything (laughs) you needed to know. So one last question before we get into the actual songs. Um, Tim, maybe you could help us out with this. Um, In the lower right-hand corner of the credits, there's a dedication uh, for this album. Can you tell us about the the dedication?
2: That's actually Matt's thing. Oh, okay. Matthew Thomas Cation, it was a
4: friend of yours kid, right? Yeah, Tommy just, actually, wow, sorry. that This is a little deep, yeah. this is, um, I don't want this to be about other things, but uh, Tommy Cashin was a road dog for everybody. Uh, originally with Green on Red, and some of the barbecue mythology of the early scene occurred at, at his place, or his mom's place, and other bands like the Romans and like Keith Mitchell, other bands like that were, were there too. So Tommy Cashin is a fundamental figure there, a, a sort of patron slash roadie. And he was on the road with Green on Red. And uh, he taught them about the blues and stuff because they didn't know it. And he loved blues and country and that kind of stuff. Long story short, uh, he had a kid and we were pals and named the kid Matthew and he didn't, he was born very ill and he didn't last very long. And that was his name. And Tommy just died a couple, three years ago himself. Mm. And that's probably the last time. I, I think that's the last time I saw David Roback. Was that? Really? Yep. Wow. So anyway,
1: so that's pretty cheerful. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Jeff. <laughs> ben, sorry. Okay. But thank you for uh, uh, sharing a little bit about that. Well, let's get into the songs though. Speaking about not being cheerful, let's talk about No Rapture. So so, so I I will go through side one, Soraya will go through side two. um, And these songs were, for the most part, you guys uh, wrote singularly. And so Matt, I'll ask you, since this is your song, it starts off, side one starts off with No Rapture real slow mellow intro i wouldn't expect anything less from you matt um thank you And some of the <laughs> lyric, lyrics are that that you repeat are this is the day the lord's going to come gather the children tell everyone and then the chorus is but you lie
3: this is the day
5: the lord's gone. We come from inside. We are the bride. But you lie.
1: Can you tell us a little bit about what this song is about?
4: Uh, I'm a- a rejection of my cultural ca- Catholicism, probably. But, but that was the one, one of the ones we kind of made up on the spot. So, I guess uh, I didn't put a whole lot of thought into it. Uh, I like the guitar part. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe my father yeah. was bugging me to go to church or something. I have no idea. Uh, as he oft would. God rest his soul. <laughs> um, this is this is gonna be fun because I, I don't I I don't really. Some of these songs I haven't really thought about in a while. So anyway,
1: so was this one of the songs that you wrote there in Mississippi? Then?
4: Oh yes, it most certainly was. Uh,
1: how did, how then can I ask you? Did it end up as the leadoff track?
2: Over to you, Tim um yeah I, I have no idea <laughs> the sequencing i know like my, my good friend greg ellis when he heard it he, he immediately called me and like had this whole other sequence that we should have done that was really <laughs> hilarious because it was the exact opposite you know it started with the fastest song or something and it just you know because i was like i think it's kind of cool it kind of eases into it it's a thing and greg's like oh no 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 you got it all wrong
4: <laughs> okay. Now it's coming back to me. I haven't listened to this in a long time, but um Timmy plays some really filthy guitar on that, if I'm not mistaken, and it's kind of got some crunch to it. So maybe that's why. Okay, okay.
1: So I have some specific questions about the second song. So Tim, this is your song. All you want uh-huh. Um the specific songs that are questions that I have before we get into the song more generally speaking. Um is there a mandolin in this song? Do you guys happen to remember there's no credits for mandolin but oh Jesus, you guys you're gonna have to play me <laughs> yeah, so no. I <laughs> think,
2: <laughs> no i think it's got like a capo guitar or something that's i seem to recall that there is kind of a higher sounding thing in there but it's not mandolin because i don't remember there being,
1: I, thing going, I don't remember there being a mandolin in the that, studio right? here i'll play a few seconds of it i'm really sorry but I. I let me see, see if you can hear it here.
2: I guess the 12 string would be the high string because because i had that hagstrom 12 string we used i think that might have been it but we probably used your 12 string acoustic too so there's definitely
4: some yeah and we might have to... capoed up either one of them and got yeah. kind of jangly i seem to remember a chingy yeah. thing i'd have to
3: listen to it again so,
2: but it was probably yeah some kind of 12 combination of 12 string guitars or something so what about as that young people will want to do at the time
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> what about that slide part who's playing that I think that might
2: be me because I made it up originally, but it could have been. It was actually probably Max. He's a much better slide player than I. Am.
4: I thought I played that, but I I think you taught me something. And it, you know what? It may even have been both of us because it sounds double tracked. Yeah. If I'm not. But, or one was to I. I, I yeah, know. I mean, <laughs> specifics yeah.
2: are we're going to be short on here, I'm afraid. But yeah, but Matt's definitely the better slide player, so we'll call it him.
4: <laughs> uh, I, is that a 12-string slide did you play slide on 12 string there i mean i'm sorry i should have listened to you know you and that 14. could be what it was
2: Is that cuz like i said I had that weird hacks from 12 string that i loved using for stuff so it's entirely possible that that was what that was
4: it was so free and open and like i'm like i usually do when you ask me about something i have already thought about it for 8 billion years and so i can tell you but i don't remember th- hardly thinking about anything doing it, this
1: it was a long day. time ago yeah
4: so there are a lot of cool, cool instruments there. <laughs> Timmy had, wait, was that, that wasn't a Hagstrom. we had the regular Fender 12, didn't you? With the little Dr. Seuss. Uh,
2: Bob,
3: it's
4: Bobby Sutliffe's that we borrowed for some of the, yeah, we had that one around and my Hagstrom, if I remember correctly. See, that's the miracle of Jackson is that, yeah, just Tim and Bobby both happened to be there. Again. So I guess the two best songwriters in Jackson. <laughs>
1: got together. That was thing. I'm not going <laughs> to disagree with that all right so tim about the song so the in the chorus you sing all you want is another way all you need is another day can you tell us a little bit about the lyrical content about the song
2: um you know it's really weird it was to to me a lot of that stuff from that era this and the windbreakers and whatnot it sounds like a young guy trying to figure out how to write songs and who had a little bit of aptitude for it (laughs) and uh it's uh, you know, that one, I mean, I remember, you know, because that's probably one that Matt heard ahead of time because I'd made like a home demo of it. And, you know, with one of those fabulous four track cassette machines that were the all the rage at the time. And uh but whew, I don't remember that one necessarily being about anything but, you know, it was about three minutes long. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: i know that takes like that's so this you know that's so full of mystique but it's really kind of the truth
4: <laughs> i got it got it now i'm thinking that through my head and i got it back and we kind of made it thick if i'm not mistaken that that's a bunch of stuff if i'm not you're mistaken. probably right yeah did you so, have a y thing Some there's a string pad oh there. yeah yeah that's in there too you're right that, uh, yeah. not really a mellotron. it's uh, like a analog synthesizer. It's almost kind of patch. like an
2: ARP string machine sound or something.
4: Uh, or is it Jupiter? I don't yeah. remember what it was. Something like that.
1: All right. Anyway, now I remember. <laughs> <That> was...
3: <laughs> so,
1: Matt, you have to remember this next one because this is the hit single from the album, Home. So, <laughs> let me... Oh,
4: okay. Yes, I do remember that one because that was... I was. I mean, Rain Parade did that too.
1: So, yeah, because I remember
2: playing it with Rain Parade.
4: Yeah, Ray pray used to do that song.
1: I noted a couple, um, a little bit of the, the lyrical content. You sing, I don't know where I'm going, don't know where I've been, this life I lead, it ain't worth living, crying on the wrong end of the telephone, 100,000 miles and I'm still not home. I've been chewed up, I've been spit out, nobody knows what they're talking about. I don't care what they say, don't care what they do. I wait 100 years, but I will see you home. <laughs> what do you remember what influenced the song or did you just sit down well
4: sure we were uh we okay now the chronologies i guess has to be this way because that's got to be after crashing dream and we were in england and i had met this person who now married and that was the first time i'd been away from her and it was Quite obvious that we were going to get dicked around by Island, and that was just you know how I felt at that time. Got it. Uh, So not that wonderful things didn't happen, and that you know we didn't get a chance or anything like that. But uh, okay, (laughs) (laughs) now I remember we were we were at the Mean Fiddler, and I called you guys know Stephanie. I called Stephanie, and she was crying on the phone, and uh, you know it was very emotional. And then I go out and this like, he looked like Pete Townsend and he was like from North England. And I'm like, I'm, he's like, what's the matter with you? I was like, my girlfriend. Just, well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to tell the record company that you are going to kill yourself if they don't fly oh. over here. <laughs> and I'm like, we are? He goes, yes, we are. And he did.
1: And wow. they did. wow. wow. So Stephanie, Let's That's a good right. story. Go. That's <laughs> <song>. Wow. <laughs> he did.
4: Although, God, uh, Willie was so pissed about that because he was actually married. <laughs> but I thought... It was
1: I funny. love all this manipulation of the record labels going on behind, <laughs> behind me.
4: Well, that wasn't even my idea. But um, thanks, Andy. Proud, Andy Proudfoot of... Newcastle.
1: Um, so I, I w- another thing I wanted to note about Home is there's some great trading off on the leads and I'm pretty sure if I know your guys' style pretty well. I think it starts off with Matt doing his lead and then it goes into a Tim lead and then to a Matt lead. And then I think later in the song you guys do the opposite where Tim starts the leads. Um I'll play a little bit of it. And see if see if I'm right. Okay. And I think it goes back to Matt right here. That's got to be
4: Jack.
1: Those leads are crazy. I love that.
4: Well, I like that last one better. It's you know, see if it was rain parade, I probably would have fixed some of those. <laughs> yeah, I've spent the next thirty
2: years trying to imitate that. So it was there. <laughs> so one last, never got it.
1: One last thing before we move on to the next song. So with um, the song is noted as having backing vocals by Bobby Sutliff. So Tim, that was your partner in Windbreakers, and then also uh, Chris Wilkinson. So. I didn't know anything about Chris, so when I looked him up, at, I see that that is it. She, 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 she was a singer, she, yes. the singer for Perfect Strangers. Yeah,
2: they were a Jackson band for a while. Uh, she she lives in England now and has a project called My Girl the River, I think. Okay, and yeah. So she's kind of doing her own thing, singer songwriter deal.
1: Okay, right on. So, who, who whose idea was it to bring those two in to sing backing vocals for "Home"? Well, Tim, you wanted t-
3: you want to tell them who oh, we asked no. first. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about this. Yeah.
4: Oh, I'm not telling you. You got to do okay. it. I'm not going to. Well,
2: we 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 uh, uh we asked Alex Chilton to do it. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> and and he wouldn't. <laughs> he wouldn't uh, do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, we like offered him money and weed and stuff and he still wouldn't do it,
4: <laughs> he wouldn't do it. he's like well maybe he can fly me back for the weekend and you know I'm like dude it's one no <laughs> like a... wow, Just, wow. anyway he was, he was like he was like rain parade oh yeah that's funny like
3: rain parade.
1: <laughs> I would imagine that he was living in Memphis at the time
2: uh, he's probably living in New Orleans, but he he played in Jackson, and we just kind of went down like at the sound check just okay. to see if we could talk him into
4: it. I think. Oh my god! But well, we did go to New Orleans too, didn't we, Tim? Didn't we do it like? Twice? Oh yeah, we
2: totally went to Mardi
4: Gras. You and me and Randy yeah. in a
2: rented Lincoln.
4: <laughs> That's correct. Uh, I, yes, rented paid for by. <laughs> I think that was the day we we hit him up for more money. It was my friend, and if it wasn't, it is, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, the uh, because we got we drove the rent in Lincoln to New Orleans, and we pulled into a parking garage, and the radiator hose burst the second we stopped. You remember that?
4: I forgot.
3: About that.
2: And so we limped See, it back to the airport at like active. three in the morning, with me behind the wheel, completely ripped, and I got pulled over. And the cop just told me to be but careful, little boy thing, <laughs> yeah. man.
4: See, white, white privilege. Yeah, I know. Be, we cop just told people, me to be, be careful. <laughs> uh, yeah, yep. <laughs> that was fun.
2: But we also, well, we went and saw Will Rigby's band, White Me Mommy,
4: that night. <laughs> oh my god, they were awesome! <laughs> I think
2: I played with them.
4: <laughs> Will, yeah, Will was this tiny yeah. guy, but the drummer, right, from the yeah, DVDs, yeah, yeah. Isn't Will, that
3: him? Yeah,
4: right. Okay, so and then this other guy who looked like. Uh, the singer from oh, Gilbert, Gilbert, Nester Gilbert was Gilbert,
3: right?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Gigantic yeah. dude with the overalls yeah. and stuff. And he's the guitar player and Will's the, and, and he's like, you know, Will is the size of his like man, yeah. <laughs> And he, uh, he was the singer that they were amazing. man.
2: Yeah. Gilbert was band. one of those yeah. le- legendary characters that he was a roadie for the DBs and a bunch of different people. And, um, uh, but yeah, he, but he was a great guitar player. He was he can wax philosophical about Jimmy Page for days. And hey, come on,
4: that's an unbeatable name. You yep. know. Come on, white, white yeah, know, man, that's the best, isn't it? <laughs>
2: so anyway, New Orleans trip aside.
1: <laughs> anyway, we're not talking about anything that they are asking us. <laughs> no, sorry. that's fine.
0: No, run with it. Go. We're we're here for all of it.
1: Yeah, we love <laughs> we love the stories behind it. So Charlie Jones, Matt, we already talked a little bit about it when we had you on. Our understanding was that Dan, you heard Dan playing, uh, I think, yeah, that the, riff, and that maybe awesome. a, the first line or something, and then you took it from there. And, yeah, I can remember it. But the yes. song is credited for um, as Tim being a co-writer too. Tim, do you remember adding anything? To I wrote the you?
2: very, I wrote the very last line.
4: the one who said put it up to his ear and i'm like that's amazing we have to do that so there you go so uh, i it was kind of like that what's that song lost between the moon in new york (laughs) city you know he's 46 people you know
2: but yeah but good yeah you brought that Uh, song in and and we recorded it and you started writing, and then we were just kind of talking about how to finish it or something and i just said why don't we do this
3: and
4: so we did so i I got my credit i was i was feeling all southern and stuff and figured i would at least try to write a song that I thought was a country song, although it doesn't really come out that way, but sort of.
1: Sarai so and I did read a review where it said, th- something about the, the review for the album said, at spots, Gone Fishing" is reminiscent of R.E.M., of course, what what didn't get compared to R.E.M. at the time, specifically Charlie Jones. The Weird. Yeah, yeah. I
3: don't
1: know. I think...
4: Cool to hear those guys do that. It would be.
1: I don't. I don't hear it myself, I but I remember at the time, ar- around '86, that you would see REM mentioned in pretty much every review that came out from a band from, that was that did a recording from the south.
4: Right. Whether yes, it, because some kid had never heard the birds, so he figured if there was a twelve-string in it, it'd sound exactly. Like that. <laughs> That's it was, All right.
1: Okay. <laughs> so side one ends with Tim's song. Uh, take a left and in in the song Tim you sing we could close some doors that should have never been open I love that phrase
5: we can close some doors
1: this a relationship song well it was
2: about a friend i mean you know i mean i was already married and all that it, but it was it was about a friend of mine and uh you know it's totally that incredibly earnest young people thing and you know <laughs> I mean, it's it's so weird to be a hundred years old and think about like that song that i wrote when i was probably 24 25 and uh but i mean it is that, it's a cool chord progression i mean it was uh and it was i, I mean i like that song a lot don't, but it just uh you know it, it's it is painfully earnest <laughs> in a way that i'm just not anymore i'm just old and cynical and cranky <laughs>
4: <laughs> but that hey that's that's a beautiful song you know not sure i knew about that one but i mean Pretty much all the good songs are Tim's. I, I recognize it. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I can deal. With it. I can deal with it. That was but you wrote the hit. I got my. I had my. <laughs> okay. I sort of had that one already, though. Anyway.
1: All right. So now it's time to take the record off the turntable, flip it over, and drop the needle. Soraya. Yeah.
0: So before we go through the songs on uh, on side B, I wanted to just read a really quick quote. So. Uh, when Jeff and I research we start reading different things and one of the things that caught my eye was something that I found on YouTube and it was a guy had posted a clip an audio clip of, of home and this is what he says. Tim Lee and Matt Pucci former guitar players from the Windbreakers and the Rain Parade. Uh, this song belongs to the LP Can't Get Lost When You're Going Nowhere 1986. Mid 80s, when the Paisley Underground tried to save rock and roll in the entire world, actually. And I love that quote because I said, well, what, what else is this album doing? It's completely <laughs> throwing that, uh, that model and just, you gave us a lot on this album. I think that's why Jeff and I like it so much. There's a whole lot of stuff here. Oh, that's new, for us, at least, if I put it in that time context. Oh a lot of it is just new and different and i like the story behind it where we just said hey we're gonna make an album okay here here's your money oh and by the way we'll keep throwing money just oh <laughs>
4: well, I, I think it was only twice but yeah still. I, like I mean you,
2: yeah a lot of money is is, is relative but uh, you know and and. It was like
4: ten or twelve grand, then that was pretty yeah, good, but, which isn't that much. Yeah. But I mean, for that it was a it was huge up- back, I
2: mean, yeah, was way more than I ever got to make any other records. But I mean, we kind of, you know, we're kind of offhanded about it and all that because it really was just a really fun thing that we just dove into. We didn't, we didn't put a lot of emphasis on the art of it or anything you know we we put ourselves into it i guess is a way to put it and so if it seems like we're a little dismissive of it it's really just because it's it, it to me it's because it's so much fun to talk about because we had so much fun doing it that it's hard to be too serious about it because there was just you know for me that record was just gaboodles of fun and i don't think i've ever used the word gaboodles in a sentence in my life so
4: there <laughs> well you know it's like timmy welcomes Matt to his world. And I went down there and had an absolute blast. Uh, and, uh, yeah, And I, yeah, I figured out that people could be married and do rock and roll, so.
0: Well, when you look you know,
4: at- I ended up doing it.
0: <laughs> and that's why I think Jeff and I like it so much, is because we can tell the, the fun behind it. I, I don't know if that's the right word, but so it starts off with touch the goal and um tim this is a song written by you and blind you want to live to touch the gold stories are told of people who touch the gold just like you
5: Bad in time you want to live to see the end of the road you want to live to touch the. you're gonna try to be a better man but you'll grab for everything you can you want to live to touch the
0: were curious about the story behind this song
2: and also, um, yeah go you ahead. know I, th- I mean that's one that did kind of exist beforehand i think and i think it really just kind of started with that riff mm-hmm. and um i'm trying to th- i'm really uh, could, and i think it just kind of the riff sort of informed the vibe which informed the words and it all uh because it was you know it's kind of a lean deserty sounding thing and that maybe that just kind of seemed the right way to go lyrically. The time is
4: weird. Yeah really so it it it's uh the hell is it kind of like 128 but it doesn't feel that way if that makes any sense. Yeah. It adds up to four yeah. but it does weird stuff that messes you up. <laughs> Da, 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 da,
2: right? yeah. it's got that bit of, anyway yeah, it's funny I picked that, up it when, yeah, when I pulled out the album and looked at it I, I thought about that song and I picked up a guitar to see if I could remember that riff and I actually could I just couldn't remember anything Oh, you yeah, did? but oh, I couldn't good. remember any, anywhere it went after that <laughs> so, but yeah so it's you know again I mean I hate to make it sound like it's all so just thrown off but it really was you know kind of informed by the vibe more than some kind of Overarching concept,
0: and the decision to bring in Robin Sutliff for a harmonica. Um,
2: you know, in most of these cases, like with Bobby and Robin, is Bobby's brother and one of my best friends. And I think it was probably just a matter of these people were just kind
4: of they would drop. You probably and, showed up. Right, so what? And that was it. He yeah. probably showed yeah, up. Yeah, he was just hanging out.
2: I got a hard,
3: you know, great. So, the boy. door was
2: always open at the studio, you know. So people were, you know, constantly coming, just hanging out and drinking our beer and uh so uh you know if if you were hanging around and, and we thought you might be useful then we put you to
4: use you know we did ask him to come but i think bobby we knew he was going to do yeah because bobby
2: would you know we invited him to come hang out and i think that just kind of happened from there but yeah um but yeah so but you know I, I saw robin right before the the pandemic um he's still one of my best friends and i talk to bobby all the time but
4: Robin's a great dude. You know, Robin had a, a record around then that's pretty damn. Yeah, cool. and he never put it out. I know. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, sent you a copy. I, I don't know where the hell it is. I, I don't know if I had it, but I, I liked it. Yeah, it's it. really good. Yeah, Robin's yeah. a great songwriter. He's yeah. Well, anyway, that's Bobby's yeah. brother. Sorry. Anyway.
0: And so, um, track two is "Lifted Up," so this is credited as a co co-write, um, and it's got couple of really great lines in it so one is I'm gonna be lifted up but it's this sequence I'm gonna leave you behind now I forget your name We were wondering, is this a breakup song, or is this about reflecting back on a friendship or relationship?
4: Boy, this is a real wing. It I had some really stupid lyrics for it that I knew weren't any good, and then Tim said, "Matt, those aren't any good." <laughs> um, and then I, I'm like, uh, "Okay." Uh, so then we wrote them, and then it kind of, I think once we got to the, to the messed up organ, then then it got like gos- gospelly because we ran that that electric. Yamaha piece of crap through a distortion pedal. That was another thing. Tim's like, well, Tim, you already got two facts on it. He goes, Yeah. Sh- step on the next one. The next
3: <laughs> one. Like, ah,
4: so with vibrato chorus, echo bass. Sure. Whatever. Not on that one, but uh, yeah. So we got that crazy sound and then uh and it got a little more gospely and shouty. And well, wasn't that like the I first know. one we started tracking?
2: Because it seems like you came in and you had like the basic idea for it. And we just started recording it you know, like without even thinking about it. We just did it. Oh,
4: you know what? And, and um, the drums were later. We didn't even use drums, did we? Now? That's right.
2: I think we just kind of started tracking something. And, and that's how we got started is the way I remember it.
4: It was an angry guitar thing. That, that's right. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, that's right. It was that great guitar thing. So yeah. that's, that's two songs would be on that album, isn't it? I was in the B then. That's like in the no easy way down days. It's really the B. B, 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 B. B's a good key.
0: And bringing in Andy Pucci.
4: <laughs> Andy's my brother, and, and that, he was there because he lives. He lives in Atlanta, still does, outside of Atlanta. And I, I, you know, I didn't want to have to like reach all the way down to the <laughs> to the base to play the thing I did because I just wanted to. do I'm like Andy, come here, do this. <laughs> and, he goes, okay. yeah. and then he did it. There it is. And then he ended up doing hand claps with us. And I don't know how far it is from Jackson to Atlanta. Um.
2: But, that you know, the thing, if I, the way I remember that was that you flew into Atlanta and, and Andy drove you to Tuscaloosa where the windbreakers oh, and the DBs right. were playing together. Like that the picture of my right in life. Of my of the, yeah. Yeah. So the windbreakers and the DBs were playing at the Chucker. In Tuscaloosa, and you showed up and you played half our set with us, and uh, I played half the DV set with them. And, and but it was fun. But then you and Andy drove on over to Jackson, and he stayed for that day or something. And that's what,
4: so that hasn't been, been the first thing we did. Okay, yeah,
2: it had there to be because he
4: was there for it. Yeah, and he was come to
2: Tuscaloosa. He did. Yeah,
4: I'll have to ask him
2: because okay. you guys showed up at the club, is I, is the way I remember it, and. So. isn't that picture with from that club yeah yeah the picture of you and me in the middle the oh, color so picture like, on the back of the album. Shirt? yeah that, that's yeah that's uh that's us at the at the chucker that was a fun night oh, okay cool are you sure
4: wasn't that white Miwami or was that that was that was the, the DBs d- yeah I knew I'd met Peter okay
3: yeah.
4: there you go <laughs> hey he was still wait there aren't DBs. They never did it apart, did they ever? The two of them.
2: Well, that was the yeah. That was the the latter day DBs minus. That was uh, the that was the no Chris DBs. Though. The no Chris DBs, yeah. Okay, yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. Jeff Beninato was playing bass, and Gene Holder played guitar. Because I sold Gene the guitar I was playing that night.
4: <laughs> so Why do I know him? I know that guy. Sorry. No, no, so no, I'm no, just no. Sitting here talking <laughs> to
0: Timmy. No, I just like <laughs> I sold him the guitar that night. Uh, next song is Too Many Eyes. And Jeff and I agree that this is the most rain parade-y type of song um, on it. But And the lyrics.
4: Yeah, for is sure. It? <laughs> for sure. It's kind of like the... There's another rain parade song that's kind of like that. Um what the hell's the name of it? We never recorded it for record. It's on... Um, it's on. Uh, it's on the live thing. Um, it's another eye. Eyes closed. There you go.
3: Yeah, that,
4: that's kind of okay. the twin. Um No, I can't. Can't tell them apart. Hang on a second. I got to get back to <laughs> okay, here. Uh,
1: Let me play a couple seconds of it,
4: please. Because I yeah, know I'm hearing eyes closed. It's messing me up. Sorry.
2: That's very rain parade-esque. <laughs> many
1: eyes. Does that does it ring a bell, Matt? All
4: right, sorry. Um, yeah, sure. I remember that. Okay, I guess if it has <laughs> eyes in it, it's got to be Rain Parade. <laughs> <laughs> eyes, closed, Eyes, closed. Kill too many. <laughs> eyes, eyes, eyes. Uh, that does sound really Rain parade And, I mean, you know, Timmy's a great singer, so it's, it didn't matter. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that was one of those, because, I mean, I was there for a... Is that a later song, Tim? Do we, is that or did that? I think it might have been one of the later ones, but
2: I think you mostly—it was mostly done. You had it pretty much done when we started it. Okay.
4: All right. Yeah. No, nah, I don't remember. I—I I, might have finished it while you were sleeping or something. But anyway, uh, okay. So I don't remember a damn thing about writing that song. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I like it though.
0: Well, this is the, <laughs> this is one of the the lines that really caught us. You say we got power. You say we got might. I always thought we stood for
1: what's right. That sounds so Matt yeah. Pucci to me.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's bad now it was bad then. And it bugs me that we as a nation export murder. I think that combined with our original sin of slavery and Indian destruction is kind of doing us in right now. And I thought so then and a lot of this stuff, I listen to it now, I mean, you know, at least what I write, or wrote with Steven too, and Demolition and some of those apocalyptic type, I mean, holy shit. It's hard to feel, you know, and um, and, and not go crazy. So stuff like that comes out and it's good for me. Uh, Yeah, so I think that's what that's about.
0: I.B. seems to be a lot about looking within or at least that was the impression that i had so sounds like these left
4: well there's too many too many sad faces of people whose lives are fucked up by mm-hmm. other people and you know violence and war etc that sounds so corny though my god
1: it doesn't sound
3: it's
4: corny. Like a song. It's, a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's a great song yeah it's a, it's a great it's honest. song yeah well yeah the, the other thing that's true, too, is um, that was, for me, and I would say Tim would agree, and although he kind of always did stuff that way, but to have, to be there with somebody he really liked and was like super talented, Tim, he's one of those guys who play any, you know. Mark Hanley's another who, like, walk into a room, somebody starts playing, you hand them an instrument, they don't know a damn thing, and it's going to be the right thing. Like, right there, right there. Um, and so that was... <laughs> <laughs> Hang in a second, guys.
0: <laughs> hey! <laughs> Did Sunny Boy perk up? He's in the oh, okay, room.
3: But
0: I don't let, know. He's a little
4: No. That's, that's that's Wendy. There's two of them, actually. Barney's the bigger mouth. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? Oh. Um, oh. So to be able to play, I mean, it was just like, I, I I'd never had that before. I mean, I, the studio's my favorite place in the world. So here I am with this one of my favorite guys, this person I trust, this loving environment, and we just went nuts. And it was like, oh wow, you mean I can play this cool piano too? Oh my God, there's that organ. Let's do that. It was fantastic. Learned a lot. It was a great. It was a great experience. Just
2: you know, being set loose like that, and it wasn't you know, because usually if you make a low budget record, it's like, well, we got a week. Let's knock this out. This was more like. I don't think we ever discussed a time frame. We just started recording. And one day, I think we looked around and went, oh, I guess we're done. You know, because we just, we didn't, if we felt like leaving and going to some catfish house, we did that. If we felt like leaving and going to New Orleans, we did. There was no clock at all. It was just kind of, we'd, we'd leave the studio and go to that neighborhood bar, see and hang out. And then we'd crash and get Dumbo. up. Eat gumbo, crash, get up, and start over the next day, and you know it was, you know, just you made use of whatever time you needed to, uh, and the rest of the time you, I don't know, it just it was the most relaxed thing ever. I think we finally got to a point where maybe we made a list of what we needed to be done, what we needed to do to do to finish. But, and then we finished it. And we finished it, but for the most part, we never thought about finishing it. It was just something we were doing.
4: Well, yeah, I kind of went with the flow. So this, this was a, kind of the way Tim did stuff. And I mean, I brought what I had to the table, but this was, at least I thought, oh, Jesus, this guy, this is what he does all the time, man. He's fucking waltzes into this place. and Here's this guy and you get all this stuff and they do it. You know? Sounds great, man. <laughs> you know? Uh, so uh, we did pay them though. That's right. Yeah. That, that's important. But it wasn't our <laughs> money. <laughs> well, I suppose it is. Although, I, I mean, that record is sold like, what, five copies. So. Oh, you know it sold six. <laughs> actually, those guys at, uh, at Light Rail, where we recorded uh, some of the Helene stuff, just randomly, those guys are like, they know it better than I do. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> that's funny. All
0: right. Track four, Something Happened. Tim, this is uh, your song in... The chorus is what I love. Something happened now. I can see in the dark. Something, someone coming for me. Something happened. about this song um well i
2: remember that one as just me having the chords and stuff and we recorded it without any words and if i remember correctly one morning um i was up early matt was sleeping late and i sat out on the front steps of my house and started just scribbling and came up and i but i was reading this joseph heller book called something happened
4: oh that's right
2: Mm -hmm. yeah so that's where it kind of started from and uh it was one of those things of like we were going to go to the studio at noon or something and i knew that that song had to have words so Mm -hmm. it was it was like the one pressure moment was like well if we're going to finish this song it's got to have words and uh so I, that's the way I remember that one. Wow.
1: That's cool. I like that insight.
2: <laughs> I mean, and, and I, I, you know, I've never had to write songs under the gun, but I, I think I could probably do it because, you know, there's this thing when you're writing songs or making records or whatever, everybody has this internal thing called the give a shitter and you know and and everybody's give a shitter is set at a different level and mine's set pretty low when it needs to be you know so i i can totally just knock something out and not feel weird about it if it needs to be done you know and um so i think that was one of those instances where i totally pulled you know because it had to be you know we had to have something to sing or we were because that must have been one of the later songs too because we were run out of stuff we needed to do if I had to write the words really quick. <laughs> so.
0: and, and then what about track five, the, the last song uh, on this side, Something Better? Kind of a later song as well actually oh, this that... is,
4: yeah this is the Oh, sorry timmy but this is go ahead this is the one this is the song that that launched the ship <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah it's a song that i had recorded like a weird version of with no drums but it was all loud guitar and george cartwright saxophone and and um my friend Sherry Cawthorn and I wrote it, um, Sherry and I were in a band called beat temptation together and she toured with the windbreaker Song. but she, she would just write notebooks of lyrics. And, um, so I'm going to say that 99% of the lyrics on that are probably hers, but we, but so we just took the recording that already existed and we, um, expounded upon that. Okay.
4: As in he let me play on his cool song.
2: <laughs> yeah, remember I played drums on it.
4: Oh well. Wow. <laughs> it's got the best line of the whole record on it. Um uh, I count on nothing because nothing is the matter. Yeah. yeah that's a total cherry
2: coffee line
4: there.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Killer.
1: Yeah, that's great. There's a few different lines in that in that song that I like. The I, I look in the mirror, something dies.
3: Yeah. I thought Yeah. Whoa.
1: Yeah. That's like Alex Chilton.
2: Yeah, that's a, yeah, it's it's very much a kind of uh a kangaroo, uh Holocaust kind of song, isn't it? I hadn't thought about that so just now, but yeah, it's it's a kind of a big star third kind of song. Um but yeah, it's I I you know, really fond of that song and uh I don't know what else to say.
3: <laughs>
4: well, Stephanie and I were driving down to Ensenada. Along the beach in her little rabbit, uh, one of the very first sort of date slash vacations, and blasting that song, and I'm like, oh, I'm just like, this is freaking! Amazing. I don't know. I, that's that's when I heard that song. I was, I mean, because basically it was done. I mean, I played a little guitar. We did a few other things. But, we had, you know. yeah, we added bass to it and stuff because the original
2: version was just guitar. Yeah, that's the song. bass with forty six things on it, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> But you know George Cartwright's this amazing sax player who's from. Oh yeah, uh, he's originally from uh, Bentonia, Mississippi, the catfish capital of the world, and right there in the center of the Delta. But at the time, he lived in New York, had a band called Curlew, and uh, with John Zorn and all these people. And uh, but he he and I got to be buddies, and he was in Jackson visiting family or something, and we recorded that together, and uh, then it just kind of went. Then like I say, the version just existed as this. (laughs) <laughs> two-piece thing and then we took it and ran with it.
4: I mean, this sax is perfect. Oh, it's unbelievable. He's so, he's so amazing. Yeah. And, you know, Timmy sings the hell out of it as well. So, I mean, you guys want to know how this happened, listen to that song and then, you know. And I, I got <laughs> to play backwards feedback, feedback on it, which was fun and a little yeah. bit of gretchy whammy stuff. But, you know, uh, it was already very cool. <laughs>
1: So that wraps up the album. It only came out on vinyl and cassette, and never been re-released. Never been released digitally. It was just that that one release. Restless put it out in '86. Um, I did see that it, that there was a release in Spain and Netherlands around the same time, but nothing since then. So, if you if our listeners want to hear it, look for the vinyl. Look for the cassette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, I think we have a cassette. yeah. Or email me, Anna. <laughs> uh,
4: <laughs> yeah, oh, you, you can give people stuff, I could care It's fine. Yeah, same here. Um, <laughs> but you guys should. I mean, I hope you are hip to Timmy's stuff because it is all sorts of cool stuff. Oh, yeah,
1: like Saray so, and I have. Plans. <laughs> we would definitely want to have Tim back on.
4: Bark if, if is Bob. If he'll return. Bark, it was so happy.
1: Yeah, there's a few. Yeah, we, we Tim Lee, three Bark. There's a few things that we would like to get into at some point.
4: Cool.
3: Yes.
2: Yeah, we had a blast this. Was, it, was that in August or September, Matt, that Bark came out your way and we played a oh, Bark Rain Parade time. show?
3: Right there. That, yeah, that's
2: back right there because we. Yeah. we <laughs> we were probably
4: playing home in that picture we did we, did uh, home as a matter of fact, we are game. because De- we are, Derek's yeah. playing 12 string that's right he playing yeah. last ball and I'm playing the Gretsch and yeah. what's Thelma doing he's playing bass no Robes knows the bass on that yeah bass. he's back he's standing up on Four that guitar attack. yeah he did play it cool
1: so, so any last stories on the Gone Fishing record before we before we say goodbye to you guys Yes, uh, well,
4: if Stephanie listens to it, she'll hear the other thing, so. <laughs> no, I just, told them, I just told them that we weren't a couple yet, officially, otherwise it would look a lot better than because the uh. album cover is so hideous. Uh, I actually, somebody had, it, it flipped where it was blue, and anyway, it's still ugly. I thought, <laughs> thought that was cool for some stupid reason. Yeah, because we didn't care.
2: It's so like other Hey,
4: Let's get all, uh, you know, Flannery O'Connor and stuff. and go fishing in the graveyard. Yeah, <laughs> oh,
2: that's right. right. Not a whole lot to
4: do in Jackson.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, you know, the, uh, another great diversion during of all, all of that was the night at WC Don's that we opened oh, for the permatons. Sure. We, I don't We just decided like that afternoon we were going to put together a band and play that night. So it was and we, you and me and uh, Bruce Golden and Bobby Sutliff. Crosby, Stills,
4: Nash & Pucci, correct? That was it.
2: Crosby, Stills, <laughs> Nash & Pucci, one time only. Wow. <laughs> it was a great set. List. We played a couple of these songs, but we also played like "Sign DC and Atlantis, I think. And... We did do Atlantis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious.
4: I mean, else like, in the time choose to remain blind. <laughs>
2: <Sorry>. <laughs> no so. rehearsal. It was
4: hilarious. Love that song. Yeah. Anyway, how are you guys doing? Jeff, Soraya? We're good. Sweet. <laughs> Jeff has more stuff on the wall and Soraya has more books. That, this is how it, is how it right.
0: plays out. Yeah, I'm <laughs> playing catch up constantly <laughs> to Jeff.
1: <laughs> if i knew how to read i'd have some books on my shelf too but i don't know how to read <laughs> they're, just, they're just record albums so i can listen to those i don't have to read anything
4: so, so today is the A's against the giants which i'm going to watch on tape so it hasn't started yet and i don't know what's the over-under on like them getting all the way through before they should oh wow <laughs> i don't even i don't even want to
3: know
4: i mean i mean Somebody asked me, like, "Okay, what's the chance that both the NBA and Major League Baseball will have champions this year?"
0: Uh, zero.
4: Thirty like, percent. Like
3: yeah. Uh, <laughs>
4: right. uh, hey, let's go to Florida. That's a uh, great idea. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody was really thinking that there, weren't they? A uh,
0: Just
3: thinking about anyway. that.
0: But um, Matt and Tim, you guys doing all right? Hanging in there with all this craziness, yeah. COVID craziness.
4: Yeah,
2: doing you know, doing all right.
4: We're great. So, Tammy, you know I'm retiring soon, so then I'm like the, the I'll be the guitar player in your band. Cool. All right. That's if a, you ever get to play in front of anybody, yeah, if that ever gets to happen again, yeah,
0: yeah. it will. So, anyway. I don't know. Even if we have to make it happen, Jeff, I don't know. Do we do we have enough yeah. money in the in the piggy bank for that? Bring two mounts. <laughs>
1: We'll make it happen somehow. We'll figure out a way. Yeah. I mean,
2: anything
4: can be figured out. All you have to do is get Tim and Susan out here. They got a place to stay. We got gear. Yeah. We got a band. Now you need some place to play. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Jackson would be a good place to do it. Uh, I don't know if Knoxville does, but I think playing outside is is okay. People stay away from each other. Uh, You got to be really careful to stay away. Yeah, it's a weird
0: thing. And Tim, before we let you go, we we really want to have you back on and talk about your other projects besides gun fishing. Is that all right? If we reach out to you. Sure. Ask you to come back on and tell us more stories and we'll play more music. I
2: I can yeah, I can run my mouth for any length of time. <laughs> and
0: maybe, maybe for Bark we can get Susan in on it. Maybe.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, she's she's way she's way more entertaining than I am. <laughs>
0: I have a feeling the two of you yeah. are going to be a lot of fun.
4: She just got sick of watching them go play music. She said, hey, shit, I want to try the bass. I'm sick of bass. And I'm not going to play drums. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: Pretty <laughs> true.
0: true. <laughs> like it already. Yeah. But thank you both. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Tim, for coming on. This is an album that Jeff and I really enjoy. And we wanted to have you on and talk about it. So we're just really glad that we got a chance to do it. Well, oh,
4: thank you. Good, it made me feel better than I usually yeah. think about it. So, thanks a lot, man. Really appreciate you guys getting down with this
0: thank stuff.
4: Thank you. And just that's, great, that's awesome. You make old men happy.
0: Just you know, we were telling Tim the thi- In our research, we found a lot of people want this LP and can't get their hands on it. And it's not just five or six people. Trust me, it's more than that. So about Finding uh, it—that's the
4: quest. I suppose we should just press it, Timmy, and challenge them to do anything about it. It's been—wait, why? We could. Yes,
2: probably. Yes, probably. I, was, I, I Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the contract. Years. Yeah, it's
4: been eight hundred years. Why wow. not? Nobody has anything. Any tapes? I, I don't have any. Randy didn't have anything. Well, Timmy and I will discuss this later. <laughs> we'll discuss this at <laughs> a later
3: date. Keep us posted.
4: <laughs> please, yeah. Please. Like, he'll probably have to make it off of a
3: needle <laughs> drop
2: because uh,
4: yeah <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time no it would not
0: <laughs> but thank you once again you guys okay. stay well stay healthy keep playing music give us more music
4: we're done please. okay well, we, uh me and robes just finished a song yesterday so there sweet um love you guys man you guys take care all
1: right man thanks so much all right bye see you timmy thank you
4: all
2: so much uh, thanks man all right great to see you man
1: thanks Sam. Thank we really appreciate it all right thank you we'll talk to you soon all right bye-bye all right sarah jeff that i i knew there would be some great stories okay. coming from these first
0: guys. of all we just gotta say one the album is really good i mean it, it's different do not expect if you walk into it expecting like to just kind of say oh i can already guess the vibe on this album. no just toss it out the window but what i love and to hear matt pucci said i was feeling kind of southern and figured i'd take a stab at a country song Mm -hmm. that is what i'm talking about this album just it just does different things yeah bluesy vibe you get those psych guitars you get tim just kicking ass on that guitar yeah Unless you get some really cool um guests on this, yeah, you know, and it's just I loved how Tim described it as you know, uh we kind of just let ourselves go and and say, oh okay, uh, you know, if we didn't want to be in the studio that day, we weren't, and when we did, we were, and we just started playing and like something it, with something happened where he said, I had the chords before I had the song. You know, how many times have you yeah. heard that from different people? It's like I had the song in my head and the words came later.
3: Yeah.
1: He's yeah. just
0: so, Tim Lee is really, really cool.
1: Yeah. And super talented. That guy is ultra talented.
0: And I,
1: when I was thinking about the way that they made this record, as they told us what. I I knew nothing about um, except what little we heard about from Matt before but the vibe that I get from it just sounds so relaxed and so chill just I can't imagine a better environment for the creative juices to flow for for a musician and it learning that about this album It makes sense to me in hearing the vibe of the record. I don't think that same vibe you would probably get recording in downtown Los Angeles.
0: Oh, no, no, not at all. Yeah. You know, and then when you have, uh, you know, as Tim started telling these stories about, and we went to New Orleans and the car busted a radiator, you know, the minute we parked it and, the Crosby, Stills, Nash, the
3: <laughs>
0: There's got to be a recording, but you know,
3: yeah.
0: I thought it was interesting. You know, you like to talk a lot about song sequencing, yeah. And how, um. Uh, Tim was saying that when he that he heard from from a friend that said, "Oh, the sequencing is all off," and then you know, as, you know, I made the mistake, it was something better, you know, like Matt had had talked about how something better, he had heard it, said, I wanna play on this. And that, you know, was the catalyst for the project. But then as Tim was talking about side B, I was like really enraptured in the story. And then I was seriously trying to figure out, like, you know, it was that momentary lapse where I'm like, okay, so then something better, where in the sequencing is that? Well, of course it was the first thing. And I loved how, I have no idea, you know, I should ask that, if that was intentional to end with what was the catalyst for the whole thing.
3: But but, you know,
0: it's just cool. And and I think really what I was thinking about was, I like these last two tracks, where it was something happened and then something better.
3: Yeah. I I like
0: that, that, uh, uh, I like those, that placement, and I think that's where I got lost, and you know, and that's when Matt said, "No, that was the catalyst." I, oh. Yeah, so for that. But um, songs like "Home," Charlie Jones is a song that it it grows on you, and it's because of the content, you know. And I love that Tim said he wrote the last line.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, wasn't that great? Was like, what? that was great yeah
0: um and the one line from take a left that we didn't talk about but that i like is take a left at the light i don't feel like talking and it's it's one of those things where as the song is playing you can hear that you know that conversation going on you know like you could yeah yeah it was that line you know take a left at the light i don't feel like talking where you go oh i can totally picture what that felt like looked like you know that type of I I think that's why I like this album a lot there's a lot of honesty in it
1: Um, oh yeah yeah what what did Tim say he was very earnest (laughs) as a young man (laughs) and now he's a cynical and now he's a cynical man isn't that great
0: Um, and, and you know I loved what he said about you know, everyone's give a shitter. That- yeah. <laughs> and yeah. You think about that, you know, I think that's what makes this album so so fun to listen to. I mean, I I don't know if that's really the best word to describe it, but it's because I hear two guys enjoying what they're doing.
3: Yep. That totally.
0: Other it. people, you know, like. You know, oh, I brought in Andy because I did want to reach out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here, do this. Okay. And like, yeah. you know, when Matt was talking about bringing in uh, all these other instruments and elements and sounds, and I I love that about this album. And I think that's why I keep going back to that quote of, this is when the Pace of the Underground tried to save rock and roll in the entire world. And you go... They gave us something that was really innovative and different Yep. and didn't match what perhaps the market was looking for at the time. And I, I, I don't know. It's just, I think this is such a different album and I really enjoy it.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. It's a great record. And it sounded to me like there may be some discussions. Did you kind of get that vibe, Soraya? That maybe... <laughs>
0: I I can only say what I took from it. And what I took from it was, those tapes are somewhere. But here's what I think. If they even have a passing thought to give this even a limited release, in some way, shape, or form, be it digital or be it like a a CD or something, this is going to sell because this is an album that people like and want. And can you imagine, you know, what, how many years have passed? Yeah. And you could kind of, you know.
1: 34 years.
0: 34 years. Right? Still,
1: yeah.
0: It stands, like it's not one of those albums where you listen to it and you go, ah. Yeah, yeah, this,
1: that's, a, that's a very, very good point that you make. It This is a, definitely an album that stands the test of time for me. It does not sound dated at all to me. It sounds it sounds like it's it's just as good today as it was then. Right? In fact, in fact I think I like it better now than I've ever liked it. I bought it when it first came out. Right. Just because of the connection. I loved Windbreakers. I loved Rain Parade. And the two of these guys together, that was a no-brainer for me. And I think we, yeah.
0: we have to mention that. So the projects that Tim, Tim Lee has been involved with, you know, Windbreakers then we have bark him him and susan lee and then we also we have tim lee 3 i mean we have other projects and matt yes. matt is not wrong when he says you know i hope you're digging into his other stuff uh yes hey <laughs> but also you know i can't wait to talk to him to tell him more about these projects and susan like and then when matt said oh susan probably just got tired what drums okay i'll play drums I'm like, is that really how it goes? Because their music is is really good and it it sounds... Um, I don't know. It's a good vibe, good sound, good tracks. Yep. yeah, And, uh, okay. you know, I'm wondering what else is behind that story, you know? Matt yep. gave us a little sure. nugget. Uh, yes,
1: yeah, exactly. Nugget.
0: But... Um, yes. I mean, if... I'm sure a lot of the people who listen to our podcast are familiar with Tim Lee and his work, but if you're not, yes. you need to become uh, really informed about his other projects because they're fantastic. I mean, we talked Absolutely. about Matt's other project, Matt Pucci's other projects, the Helene's and, you know, as well as Rain Parade and plus all the other stuff that he's done. Yeah. But, um, Boat Club. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Boat Club, ridiculously good. We, I mean, yeah. we've talked about it before but always worth repeating and Jeff one last thing did you catch that passing mention by Matt Pucci that him and Steven Robeck
1: wrote a new song today
0: um, yes uh,
1: Robes. Robes him and Robes,
0: Robes. <laughs> yeah you know, I want to start referring to people hey, Robes you're going to be friends <laughs> now
1: i love steve but i don't know if i'm close enough to call him drugs <laughs> so we'll we'll leave that for matt
0: we'll leave that to matt you. but
1: groove on paisley people don't dive into a reservoir unless you know what's in and
0: there and know what your a shitter is
4: paying attention I have to pay somebody some money here but that's okay
2: Uh, it's about time you
4: caught up with me yeah right Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know I it's funny I I haven't gotten one in a bit but um I had a ticket I think in Mississippi somewhere and they periodically send them to me from like 19 (laughs) (laughs) or whenever the fuck it was
1: yeah after our European trip I think I got seven tickets from Italy. That came over the next eight months, little by little.
2: Yeah, that's like, well, if you travel on the East Coast now, like all the toll roads, they just send you a bill when you get home. Yeah, cool. yeah. yeah, It's weird. You know,
3: you
4: come home and all of a sudden you owe thirty-seven dollars to somebody. Well, it was probably twenty then, and it's gotten up to seventy-five, and I continue to ignore them.
3: <laughs>
4: you're, you're such an outlaw. I know. Okay, but I'm paying this person, and now I'm done. Okay, sorry.
1: Tim, did you, are you good with visuals?
2: Yeah, I think I can see everybody now. I can't see Timmy, that bums me out. That's so weird.
1: So there there might be a thing that says stop video at the bottom left. Yeah, I I don't have, yeah, I don't
0: have,
2: you know, I don't. uh, I can either make everybody go away or make everybody line up along the bottom.
1: But you can't show yourself. Sure, dude.
4: Oh, there's only one non-video participant that tells me, and, and we know who that is.
2: <laughs> I mean, I can grab Susan and see if she can figure it
4: out. She's good at this stuff. And I'm not... I'm... Okay. Hey, can you turn him on? Is Because on my thing, it says his video's off. Can, can Jeffrey turn him on?
1: That's what I was thinking, but when I try to click on the, Nothing the video would... off, okay. yeah, it it's doesn't kind of let enabled. me. All right. Yeah. How weird. All right.
2: You got the tech you got the techno peasant here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>